welcome to another episode of Mindset to Mastery, the podcast. I am your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcomes by equipping people to embrace and manage change. I wanted to take some time today and address a particular um, issue that I see is so widespread um, when it comes to change and how quickly change happens and what we can expect during the process of change. And this is being recorded during COVID-19, the pandemic, as well as in the aftermath of the death of George Floyd while in police custody and all of the protests and and backlash that has resulted um, because of that incident. And when, when both of these things happened, there was a lot of outcry. There was a lot of um, emotional gnashing, you know, gnashing of teeth, if, if you will. But I wanted to remind you that change is a marathon, not a sprint. The cycle of change goes something like this. A catalyst or an event happens. There is an emotional reaction that occurs and you get a number of new programs, initiatives, policies, um, new ways of doing things, you know, solutions that are thrown out there to address the quote unquote problem and basically just to, to fix whatever is wrong. Then the next stage, the emotions kind of pass, they settle down. Um, you develop what I call change fatigue that sets in where people start saying, wow, are we still talking about this? Oh my gosh, can't we talk about something else? Okay, this is getting to be too much now. This is starting to be uncomfortable. I don't really wanna do this now because it is something that is not nice, it's not good. The emotions have waned. And so as a result of the emotions settling down, I now realize that, you know what? Maybe I really don't wanna focus on that. Maybe I really don't feel strongly enough about it to actually continue doing work on a consistent day in and day out basis. So after the the emotions pass and change fatigue sets in, then people go back to the old way. They abandon whatever was new that was put in um, because other things are now more important or this is too difficult or they're just tired or maybe even they just crave the safety and the normalcy, quote unquote, of the old way of doing things. And then after the dust settles and everybody forgets about it, then the cycle starts all over again. Something happens, there's an emotional reaction, then after a period of time, the emotions pass, change fatigue sets in, and they go back to doing things the old way. But let me explain something to you, and I want you to hear me very, very carefully. If you want real, sustainable, successful, lasting change that is going to bring about a completely new normal, a new way of doing things, a new way of thinking, a new way of being, a new way of operating, a new way of moving throughout the world, then you cannot treat change as a sprint. It is not going to happen overnight. And whatever you do implement overnight is not well thought out. It is a reaction instead of a response. And it is something that is not going to gain any traction and have any real teeth or substance to it. And as a result, you're going to get people who say things like, oh, they're always trying something new. We always go back to the way things are. Just wait. And sooner or later, we'll get back to that. 
or you have people who are resistant to even trying anything new because they say this cycle goes on over and over again. They get outraged, they try something new, it doesn't stick, and then we go right back to the old way of doing things. Or you get some people who don't even want to consider anything new because they say this is the way we've always done it and it always works because we always come back to it. None of those examples is a good reason to abandon change. If you, have if you have done the work in understanding and recognizing that the catalyst, the change event that is in front of you is something that is exposing a weakness, it is exposing a threat, it is casting and shining a light on something that does not belong in your organization or your team, it does not align with your values, it is not something that is going to support your people and your teams and your employees in terms of making them feel a part of something bigger than themselves and helping to advance your leadership as well as your engagement and your learning opportunities. If something happens that shines a spotlight on something that is wrong, that is not working properly, not that it's not working, because you can have things that are working and they're working in a dysfunctional manner, but that's not working properly. It's not right. When you have a catalyst event that shines a light on things that are not working right, and you make a commitment to saying that you're going to change it, then you need to make sure that you are moving forward with the understanding that this is a marathon, not a sprint. So why does this whole cycle that I just described happens with the catalyst or change event and then the emotional reaction and then the emotions pass and change fatigue sets in and then people go back to doing things the old, the old way? What really happens is, is pretty much three different things. One, the change was driven by emotions. There's genuine outrage or there's what I call copycat leadership where I do it because someone else did it. I don't really believe in it but I think that I should believe in it or I should at least look as if I believe in it. Otherwise, I don't wanna be lumped in with everybody else or I don't wanna be left behind by everybody else. So if you are driven solely by emotions and you're solely caught up in the outrage of the moment or you're copycatting someone else that genuinely feels as if this needs to change, then your change is going to be short-lived you are automatically going to revert back to the way things were because you're not building a solid foundation that is built on convictions that you have, both personally and within your organization. You are not creating a vision that people can, that can hold on to and that can, they, they can rally behind. The second reason that this cycle happens is because there's really no commitment. And what I mean by that is, no shift happened. There was no transformation. There was no aha moment. There was nothing that happened in changing the mindset of the people who are working on this change or involved in this change process that they can now see, you know what? We really do need a better way. You know what? This really didn't work. You know what? We're appalled that we didn't see this before. 
if there is no shift, if there is no transformation, if there is no, no, no realization personally and adaptation and embracing that this is something that needs to change and now I see it differently, then your change is not going to happen. Your process is going to be abandoned before you even have a chance to have it take hold. There are a number of organizations and a number of teams and a number of people that when things happen, they come up with new initiatives, everybody's on board with it, and then they immediately start implementing new ways of thinking, new ways of doing, new ways of being, new processes to follow. But they do it in such a way where it is not something that's internalized. It's not something that's adopted by everyone. It's not something that's agreed upon. It's something that even they haven't thought through enough to figure out whether or not they really believe in it. They're just reacting. You cannot react to a change or a catalyst event and expect it to be sustainable. Emotions wane, emotions ebb and flow. You cannot base your change initiatives on the emotions of the moment. You have to have a sound, strategic, systematic approach to how you are going to make things better and make things different. You cannot have a knee-jerk reaction because you're not going to have all the information necessary in order for you to be able to carry out this change the way it needs to be carried out. The third reason why people go back to back and forth and going through this, this roller coaster ride of, of, of change sprinting is that there was really no real vision of what is new or different and what it looks like. If you don't see what's new, if you don't have a vision of seeing yourself doing that new thing, then you're just going to revert back to what's normal for you. You're going to revert back to what's comfortable. You're going to revert back to the way it's always been done. Think about your New Year's resolutions to get in shape. Think about how many times you've said you're going to lose weight. Think about how many times you said you're going to go back and finish that degree or, or you're going to take up a new hobby. Anytime it starts, you always go through this cycle if it's only emotional. But... If you see yourself in a new outfit, if you're adjusting your budget personally and you see yourself rewarded by having X amount in your savings account or taking a trip, if you see yourself enjoying the fruit of your labor, then you will persevere. The same holds true for organizations. If you can see what your organization is going to look like, if you can see in your mind's eye and paint a picture of that vision of what it's going to look like on the other side, then you have a much greater chance of actually sticking to it and being committed through it. So I know you're asking me, well, these are all the things that always happen when it comes to change. And unless I really believe in it and I'm, I'm really emotional about it and I'm really committed to it, then I'm, you know, how else do I get, make sure that this happens? Well, I am glad you asked because I have four things that you need to implement in order to address catalyst events and change to make sure that you are on the marathon of a change process and not the sprint of just doing change for change's sake. Number one, clarity. Get clear about the issues 
that need to be addressed and will be addressed, name them. Be uncomfortable with naming them. Have very transparent, open dialogue about them. Identify the specifics of what it is that you are going to address. You also have to be clear about the vision, about what's new and what that looks like. If you're not clear, then it's easy to lose focus. You have to paint the picture. Clarity, number one, paint the picture. Number two, communication. Your messaging needs to compel action, not just convey information. You have to have that emotional or personal connection. There needs to be stories. You need to, again, paint the picture. You need to reinforce the vision and the reasons for the change and why it is necessary. And more importantly, in your communication, you need to outline expectations from everyone who is a stakeholder, from everyone who is participating in this process, from everyone who is even remotely impacted by this process. You need clear vision. You need to communicate expectations. You need to make sure that voices are heard and amplified. I did a podcast episode on five ways to wield your privilege that talked about ways that you could be an ally for someone else and for, any, for a change event or a change process that needs to happen within your organization. I suggest you go back and listen to that. When we talk about communication, we have to be clear. We have to be committed. We have to be transparent. We have to be vulnerable and we have to be personable. You cannot have a change marathon that occurs within an organization, within a team, within a group, within a society. If you do not connect to the people that are within that group, organization, team, society, what have you. Change is a personal process, even though it occurs within a organization or a company. You cannot separate the personal process and the personal journey that comes as a result of walking, of going through a change marathon. You can't. Because anything that you do to change the organizational structure, the way the teams operate, the way the organization operates, the way the company measures things, the, the outcomes that you're designing, all of that comes back down to your people. Because if your people are not implementing, if your people are not on board, if your people do not understand, if your people do not communicate effectively and understand com comprehensively what needs to happen, then your people aren't going to be able to implement. Your people aren't gonna be able to grow. Your people are not gonna have that transformational shift. And if your people aren't having that transformational shift, then nothing that you do is going to sustain the change that you desire. So one, be clear, be clear. Make sure you paint the picture. You have a whole vision, a complete vision of what's new and you identify specifically the issues that will be addressed. Two, you communicate effectively your message and you are consistent in your messaging. Number three, you have a commitment. And when I talk about commitment, that means committing the resources, committing the time, committing the people, creating learning opportunities, training opportunities, development. Change does not happen 
overnight. And you cannot starve the process of change. You must, if you are committed to this marathon, you must train for it. You must prepare for it. You must get the right equipment for it. You must train and, and, and change your body to accommodate and to, and to be adaptable to manage and, 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 and handle it. There are so many different aspects involved in change and so many different aspects involved within your organizations and your teams that will require change because it is a ripple effect. You have to address each one and you have to be committed to address each one. So think about how all of this touches and is impacted because if you're changing something within one team, how many other teams do they impact? How many other teams do they touch? How many times do the people within there communicate with another team? How many times does this happen within the organization? And ultimately, where does that ripple effect end? Even the smallest pebble dropped into a lake will make some waves. They may be small waves, but they're waves nonetheless. So when you are thinking about a marathon, when you are thinking about implementing changes, when you are thinking about the enormity of what that means, you need to start thinking about the commitment involved. And a lot of times that means just being committed over the long term. You have got to stop measuring change in hours and days and weeks and months. You need to start measuring change in terms of overall progress. Stop limiting your change by putting on a specific limit of time and saying, oh, well, it's not done yet and it's only been two days or it's not done yet and it's only been two months or it's not done yet and it's only been whatever X amount of time. The bigger the change, the more it's going to require review in terms of commitment and time. And please, please, please do not commit yourself to saying we are going to make these changes without also commit yourself to saying we are going to devote the resources necessary to support these changes. Change does not happen in a vacuum. Change requires other resources, people, collaboration, cooperation, support, all of that. So we can't just throw people out there and expect things to happen. We have to have commitment at all levels of the organization. Anyone that is touched by it has to be committed to supporting it in whatever way they are able to support. And let me come back to this whole thing of commitment and resources. Not everyone who is involved in your process of change is going to be involved in your process of change in exactly the same way. Let me say that again. Not everyone who is involved in your process of change is going to be involved in your process of change in exactly the same way. Everyone will have a different role to play and you need to understand what your role is in terms of how it relates to the big picture vision. Everyone on your team has a, has a job. Everyone on your team has things that they need to bring, the, bring to the table but also everyone on your team needs a certain type of support based on what it is that they are addressing and what it is that they are doing. 
And number four, to address a catalyst event and to have real change, you have to have consistency. And that means you show up day in and day out. You do the work, even if it's imperfect. You learn, you share, you try again. You try and you fail. You, you are going through the process of learning this as you're becoming this. So you cannot say that this is too hard or it's not happening fast enough. You have to be consistently showing up and doing the work and being fully committed to doing that work. And even if it's imperfect, nobody is telling you that when you're going through a process of change that you're gonna do everything exactly right. That is why it is so important to offer opportunities for collaboration and for learning and for development and for growth. When you're looking at a child that is learning how to walk or learning how to do things for the first time, if they fall or if they don't do it right, you don't immediately you know, tell them, oh, well, just give up. There's no way that you're going to do this and we're done. We're packing it in. No, you figure out what you need to do to nurture that, to train them, to develop them, to give them opportunities to be encouraged, to understand the perspective that they bring and what they need from you in order to be successful. That is the same thing you need to do with your teams. That is the same thing you need to do within your organizations. That is the same thing that you do whenever you are encountering and you are driving any type of long-term change. You cannot do it without consistently showing up. And unless everybody comes together, unless it's all hands on deck, whatever your, your respective roles are, it's not going to work because you cannot bring about long-term systemic and, and sustainable change by having only certain people paying lip service to it. It's everybody in, all hands on deck. We are all here together. We are all making sure this is happening. We are all supporting it. We are all communicating it clearly. We are all painting that picture. We are all bought, having bought into it. We are all committed and we are consistently being here and doing the work. Any change that is worth having, any change that is consistent, any change that is successful, any change that is sustainable goes beyond the individual people that are in, involved in the process. And you know why it goes beyond individual people? Yes, it depends on the individual people because each person has to, tow their, has to, to carry their weight but it goes beyond them because they're not thinking solely about how they feel. They're not thinking solely about what's in this for me. They're not thinking solely about how this impacts me. They are doing their part because they believe in the bigger picture, because they believe in the bigger vision, because by and large, and at the end of the day, every single person wants to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And when you have a change marathon that is happening, it is because you have so many people who are coming together and who share that vision of wanting to be a part of something bigger than themselves, outside of themselves, that they have a chance to contribute to so that they can look back and they can point at it and they can say, I did that. I helped with that. I was involved in that. 
But when we shortchange the process, when we cut short the marathon and try to turn it into a sprint, when we want the easy victories instead of the long-term success, when we pay lip service to things just because we see other people doing it and we have no real opportunity for shift and for transformation, then we do ourselves a disservice and we cause ourselves to be shortchanged because we don't recognize and we don't give ourselves an opportunity to seize the potential of the promise that is within. You cannot treat a long-term systemic problem with a short-term, short-sighted response or reaction. You have to make sure that you are identifying exactly what it is that you're doing, exactly what it is that you're hoping to accomplish, exactly the way that you are going to accomplish it, and you are being clear and consistent in accountability, in expectations, and in the praise of encouragement. The process of change requires preparation. You can't just jump into this. This is something that happens at all levels of the organization, at all levels of, of, of the, the agency, the teams. This is not something that you can do if you have not been equipped. It is very difficult to go through this type of process without having someone to facilitate it for you and to teach you how you go about it and to help you to understand and unpack the nuances of what's going on as you're going through it. It is very difficult for people who are within the midst of a change to guide others through that change because you're all learning together. You're all growing together. You're all making mistakes together. And that is why you call me <laughs> or someone like me. You need a trained facilitator. You need someone who has been through this process, who understands what to look for, who understands how to facilitate teachable moments, who understands how to create a culture of trust, who understands how to assist in, in, in developing that clarity, that communication, that commitment, and that consistency that is going to set you up for long-term sustainable success. You cannot do this by yourself. And if you really, really, really want change within your organization, if you really, really want change that is good for your organization and your team and your company, then you will take the time to seek out the resources and the expertise and the process that's necessary for your specific situation to make sure that you are preparing yourself and equipping your people to embrace and manage change. I would love the opportunity to work with you. Please visit my website at carsgroup.com, that's K-A-R-S group.com. Click on the Let's Talk link, schedule the 15-minute assessment call with me so that we can talk about how we can work together to prepare your people, equip your people, and to look at your organization from the, the opportunity in front of you to create long-term systemic, but more importantly, successful change. Change is a process that begins with an event. 
let me walk with you and help you to navigate that process so that the event that you just experienced was not a wasted opportunity and it did not occur in vain. We want to make sure that we are preparing ourselves for what's next. And in order to do that, we need the proper tools to be able to navigate through this process. I'm Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group. You have been listening to Mindset to Mastery podcast, where we facilitate outcomes by equipping people to embrace and manage change. Thank you for joining me. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, Malha Radio, um, as well as a number of other places where um, podcasts are hosted. You can also subscribe to my YouTube channel and visit my website at carsgroup.com. That's K-A-R-S group.com for more information, details, and to schedule a time for us to chat about how I can work with you to equip your organization to embrace and navigate and manage and be successful as a result of change. Until next time, stay safe, stay sane, and stay sanitized. Bye-bye.